Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is episode number 149, the Darius Raynaud taking a knee for a safety to begin the 2013 season of Sodes. That was against the Steelers. That's one that's burned into, I think, every Titans fan's mind. That was that was essentially rock bottom. I know the yeah. Titans fans feel down in the dumps <laughs> this week, but you can always look back on that play and be like, at least we're not that bad. It was the first play of the season. It was literally like, like think about how much, like, look, when... On opening day, hope springs eternal. Everyone is undefeated, and you're thinking, look, we may not have the most talented roster, but what if we make a run? What if we do this? We, you see it every year in the NFL. Team goes from worst to first every year. What if What if that's, our, that's us this year? And then on the opening kickoff, you're already down to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and giving the ball back to the other team unreal it was an unreal way to start the season just phenomenal um i i want to say like probably the darkest um moment in titans history but no i just lived through this past season so i'm not going to say that um jack uh that one comes to us via tucson titan at tucson underscore titan underscore 92 I guess the first 91 Tucson Titans were taken. Tucson underscore Titan 92. Shout out. Thank you for the so title. If you want to submit a so title for next week, just tweet us with something obscure about the Titans, just like the Darius Reynod taking a knee for a safety to begin the 2013 season was. And we'll name the so that and give you credit. Shout out. We appreciate all of you uh, Tuppers for coming up big, like getting us the uh, Sox report, which we'll get into a little bit later. We're also going to talk about... Um, trying to think uh, uh what, what is there to get into oh that's right todd downing was fired people like to say the titans lost this week <laughs> not me <laughs> <laughs> new oc on the way ladies and gents and uh we'll get into all that the titans actually did lose a game though i was lying they lost to the jaguars and we'll get into that we'll get into that we'll talk about the entire season kind of as uh from a 10,000 foot view we're going to talk about Ryan Tannehill. Why? Well, because this is like a this is a pretty big offseason for the Titans and where they want to go with a quarterback. And um, we're going to have a Ryan Tannehill discussion. We're also uh, going to mention a few other things, but most notably, Jack's going to hit us with some, some sad stats. Because if you mm. thought you were sad on Saturday night, just wait till you hear you, you hear some of these sad stats. Look, we laugh at the Texans on this podcast. We um we we ride high when things go well. We we you know when, when great moments on this podcast happen, like when we when Mike Keith joins us, or or when we land the Sox report, we ride high. But when we ride low, we ride together. Okay, you you heard us sing High School Musical on the podcast last week. We're in this together, okay? So we are going to get through this together. It's literally the longest offseason that we possibly could have had, even even considering the fact that they played on a Saturday and not a Sunday. It's a day longer than it even could have been. 
It's the longest offseason, and it starts now. Well, after we get to a word from our friends at Relax the Back. Let me tell you guys about Relax the Back, because the Relax the Back team sets out every single day to help the people in the Nashville area work better, live better, and feel better. I know that we're all feeling rough right now every single day. If you're like me and you struggle with insomnia, the Titans are keeping you up at night. They waited a little long on Black Monday to make the make the firings of Todd Downing and some other position coaches. Uh, then check out Relax the Back. They'll help you get some sleep. With a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain for those of us who are sitting all day at work, along with Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to maximize your sleep every night, the Relax the Back team will make sure you're waking up and feeling great every single day. They've got zero-gravity chairs in there. Anything and everything you want, if you're willing to prioritize your comfort, they've got in Relax the Back. And it's located right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater, right next to Hillsborough High School in Green Hills. They're located at 2020 Glen Echo Road. So go check them out. If you can't visit them in person, you can search through their inventory online. Stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville is where you can check them out online. And when you go in and you see CEO Glenn, make sure to tell him that A to Z Sports sent you. And with that said, let's talk Titan. It's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm sucking post-prison, and time keeps What is up, Flame Heads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is January 11th, 2022, and... Let the joyous news be spread, the wicked old witch at last is dead. Ladies and gentlemen, look, you may have thought that the Titans are coming off of a loss this week. Not, not anymore. They, that seven-game losing streak has ended. The Titans are on a winning streak. I can't believe it, <laughs> to be quite frankly with you. Todd Downing is no longer this team's offensive coordinator. For once, for the first time since Arthur Smith packed his bags and headed to Atlanta, Tennessee Titans will have a competent offensive coordinator. Now, you may be thinking, Austin, how do we know that the next offensive coordinator will be better than Todd Downing? Well, it can't get worse. <laughs> I mean, honestly, have you checked the offensive statistics for this team? They finished 30th in the NFL. So, yeah, I guess they could technically get worse. They could get become 31st or 32nd. But there is not there is not a, a, a doubt in my mind that whoever they hire as offensive coordinator next will be able to do more with what the Titans had last season than what Todd Downing showed us. It was a bad, historically bad offensive year. It was just as bad on the same plane as Ken Wisenhunt's season in 2015, where he had Zach Mettenberger as his quarterback, Bishop Sankey has, and, and a Anthony Andrews in his backfield. Antonio Andrews. Antonio yeah. Andrews, excuse me. Excuse me. Anthony Andrews was on this year's squad. And uh, oh. Kendall Wright <laughs> and Harry Douglas. 
Yeah, it, that was a rough season. And, you know, you know it's got to be pretty exciting for whoever comes and takes this job because of how low the expectations are. Like, could you imagine taking a job? Say, uh, you know, say you're taking over as a high school janitor. The other janitor, you know, the bathrooms were disgusting. There was pee all over the floor. <laughs> the toilets were constantly clogged. The floors were a mess. I mean, everybody's shoes would have, like, black bar tar when you leave school. Well, here comes this new janitor. All he's got to do is, like, sweep a couple times, and you're already better than that last guy. That's oh, what the yeah. Titans offensive coordinator, whoever it may be, um, will we'll kind of get to look forward to when he takes this job. Did you use high school janitor for that analogy? Because that's what Todd Downing will now be working on. I <laughs> know. No, it's it's funny that you asked that because I've always said that we're we're coming off the national championship. Georgia just beat the living hell out of TCU. And yeah. my thing, I've always I've always told my friends for the last two or three seasons, and I and I I stand by this: if football was never invented. Kirby Smart would be mopping floors in high schools. Like, yeah, I, I just don't think that Kirby Smart's like he. You know, he's good at one thing. He's yeah. good at one thing, and that's coaching football. Now it turns out he's better than it than just about anyone in the country. Incredible at that one thing. But if football, but if wasn't football a never thing. existed, like if like if if soccer was this nation's sport, he would be screwed. Um, <laughs> I do have a question about TCU, though. They scored seven points last night. I'm wondering, in the time it took for the Titans to fire Todd Downing, did he somehow make it to Los Angeles to run the offense for TCU? It would have been a hell of a turnaround. <laughs> did Sonny they was... hire him? Did the amount of that, like, since the Titans hired or fired Todd Downing, did Texas Christian hire him? I'm just wondering. <laughs> I'm just wondering. It was bad last night. That was... That was as bad of a beatdown as I think I can remember. And, you know, if you watch the Vandy-Georgia game, Vandy lost 55-0. I mean, some some people are saying that Vandy is better than TCU. Not right. me, well, but some people. Mizzou only lost 26-22 to Georgia. Yeah, a lot of people think li- Mizzou should have been in the CFP. I mean, look, people are asking, should Mizzou have had that fourth spot? People are asking. Jack, so Todd Downing is fired on Monday. On Tuesday, Nashville has announced that it gets an in and out. Some might say the Titans are on a two-game winning streak right now after a seven-game skid. Maybe. Todd Downing was in and out with the Titans, only lasting two years, which was a year longer than he should have lasted. And it wasn't just Todd Downing that got fired. They also fired the O-line coach, Keith Carter. I mean, you can't really look at that guy. And, you know, I know you assess everybody at the end of the season and be like, oh, yeah, the offensive line coach, let's keep him around. Um, no, you know, for a variety of right. reasons, he and needed to be gone. Secondary, can, secondary coach, Anthony Midget gone. A lot of talent in that secondary, but pretty unimpressive. And it was one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL this season. I believe and the politically correct term is Anthony little person. That's right. On. Small, small person or little, yeah. Little person, big world. That's what it was for Anthony Midget <laughs> coaching the Titans secondary this season. Um, also offensive skills assistant. Eric Frazier has been canned and on an offense that quite frankly lacked skills. That move makes sense as well. Baby. I hear the blues are calling toss salad and scrambled eggs. Uh, Jack, I, um, man, it, it, this was, I don't know about you, but this was the, I, I think this was the least fun I've had watching a Titan season maybe ever. And I know what you're like, you're probably first thought is like they had a two and 14 and three and 13 season. 
And I get that. I understand that. But I think there was no expectations going into those seasons. And with those I think, bad teams, there's always like a draft pick, a first rounder, a second rounder that you're really high on that'll kind of keep you right like, inter- interested throughout a bad season. Right. Like the 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 Chicago Bears, for example, they're coming off of a three and thirteen season. I think 14. it's three and fourteen. Sorry, I forget that freaking seventeen. Well, it's even worse. Ten game slide to end the year for the Bears. A ten what? game slide, worse than a seven game slide that the Titans had. I think it's right now. It's better to be a Bears fan than it is a Titans fan. Mm, no, it's never better to be a Bears fan. Like well, literally than anything. You've got Justin Fields, so you've got your quarterback situation figured out, which is the hardest question mark but to like, get. Are we sold on Justin Fields? He he's not much of a passer. He's not much of a passer because who's he throwing to? Velas Jones Jr. and <laughs> yeah, Chase Claypool. Yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> like 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 this is the thing with the Bears. They currently they have they have a new head coach and a new GM that you know are going to be there for at least the next couple of years. You have a quarterback. They have uh they have the first pick in the draft. About 120 and, million in salary cap space. And 120 million dollars in salary cap space. The by far the most, I think by double the most cap space by any team. Their future is very bright. It's it reminds me of when the Titans in the early Marcus Mariota years, where you're like, okay, well, we got our quarterback. Things are looking, you know, we just have to build around them. And, and, you know, as money frees up, we can build around them. And they did. And then ultimately it led to an AFC title run. On an Arakpo. That was a it, big, it made was a big them, deal. Yeah, made them one of the top AFC teams. This season, they completely erased that off the <laughs> off the dry race board of that is the NFL. They said uh, that uh, they said, no, nope, uh, everything that you guys built, we're going to undo in this one season. But I think the undoing of that was in large part because of Todd Downing's coaching. I think his I would I was about to say ability, but I would say John Robinson should be lumped in here as well, because he didn't John exactly Robinson, give yes, him much but to work with. John Robinson did some good. That's why I don't I don't put him and and Todd Downing in the same boat. John Robinson did a lot of good. Uh, do you, are, how how quick are we to forget the Packers game, Austin? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Todd Downing did one thing good, but then and then immediately immediately followed it up with some handcuffs. He never could do, silver bracelets. He could never do two good things back to back. I yeah, that was it really you really couldn't with him. Even play calls. You couldn't do back to back good play calls. It would be like a first down run and then it'd be like, oh, second and ten, let's run the ball. <laughs> I look it look if I don't see another second and ten run or another tight end screen for the rest of my life, I will die a happy man. He couldn't I do have, two good things in a row, but he sure could do two bad things in a row. And even more because I mean the Titans led the NFL in three and outs this year. On it, I'm just, it's funny. Um, so my buddy, my buddy, Jeff Venable, shout out Jeff Venable, shout out to my entire text, uh, thread. I'm, I'm in that Titans text group, which I brought up on this podcast before, but Jeff, um, Jeff sent us today. Jeff is in charge of, um, he directs and he, he cuts together the Titans videos, like the hype videos. Oh, the okay? one and, going into the playoffs last year was so good. I know he was and, in charge of that. Yes. And, uh, the one with the, um, 
Remember the electricity shooting through the town and like lighting up the entire city mm -hmm. of Tennessee? That one, like literally like all of them for the past few years where like people have been like, I'm I've lost my mind hype. It's because of my buddy, Jeff. Shout out. I'm I'm very proud of him. And I'd like to. Uh, he actually him. was on Tighten Up Trivia back in the day. He was. Yes, he was. Correct. Uh, so he. Um, I think we he had this video to him, too. I, it came down to a tiebreaker. And I think we made him like eat ketchup or something, and we oh, yeah. still made him loose. <laughs> that was I one of my I, biggest regrets of Titan. I'm trivia. He was coming I, to us live from a from from the beach, and he was like, yeah. "We're like, go to your your kitchen and grab some ketchup." And he was like, "I don't. I'm at the beach. I don't have ketchup in my fridge." Um. So he he we asked him. Um. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why we went into that much detail about Joe Venable. Um. But he sent me. He sent our text group the video that would have been released for the playoffs. And I watched it and, and I, and I thought to myself, this is a great video. This is awesome. It, it gets me fired up as do all of the videos that he drops for the Titans. However, I watched it and I got angry. I got mad. I got mad at a number of things. The number of injuries this team's had this season, the, the, lack of production from our wide receiver core, the lack of production from the offense as a whole, everything outside of Derrick Henry, I, I was just frustrated with. And I want to forget this season immediately. If I could go men in black and just whip out one of those pens and, and flash it in my eyes and forget everything that I just witnessed for the past. I, and I, and this even includes the seven and three record. I'm not even saying since the seven and three record. I'm saying from the start, this has been a hellish season. And I'm I'm not glad it's over. I wish they were playing in the playoffs this weekend. But at the same time, I'm not sad that it's over. Yeah, if that makes sense. It was a death row season. Like you knew that you were going to get executed on this day. You, yeah. you knew when the execution day was. You just kind of got to sit there and wait for that day to come. I mean, you can try and distract yourself. Like in the Green Mile, maybe you adopt a pet rat that you see running around. Um, <laughs> uh, there's just different ways. And that pet rat this year, uh, I guess you could say, was Chigaconquo. I, uh, Chigaconquo's yeah. not a rat, but I mean, he was a fun guy to watch. And, and, he gave know. us hope. He gave yes, us hope exactly. for the future. He, yeah. he was a distraction. He was a distraction yeah. that we needed. But, um, you know, execution day was always looming. That's how it was this season at uh, – it was tough. It was it was a tough year, but back to the Bears thing. I would way rather be in the Titan seat because the Bears aren't a first round. You know, the Bears aren't the number one overall pick away. You can trade that pick, and they're still not going to be close. No, but they're going to do a lot in free agency before they have. But that it's like pick. an exciting time because everything's changing. I mean, it's exciting. Yes, it's not and, like and promising. Right. Whereas the Titans right now. Coming off of a disappointing season with injuries, you have question marks at quarterback because you don't know if Tannehill's coming back or not. And even if he does, you don't know what weapons he's going to have around him. The Titans are not in a like I even saw on the top 16 cap space teams in the NFL with with the top 16 cap space. The Chiefs are in the top 16. How? They're paying their quarterback a half a billion dollars. They're paying Travis Kelsey Close to that, it feels Tyree like. Tyreek Hill. They offloaded Tyreek Hill, and now they but got like, some money they, to work They with. have other guys that they're paying a crap ton of money, and yet they remain at the top. And the Titans feels like they haven't paid anyone other than Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill 
It's it's the weird it's like the, the weird positions where the money adds up for the Titans. Like Bud Dupree commands a lot of money. Robert Woods commands a lot of money. Taylor Lewan's going to get 14 million next year if he comes back, which I'm starting to think is kind of a coin flip between him and Nate Davis. And to your point, what makes the Titans offseason a little less exciting is you've got this number 11 over, overall draft pick, right? And we've all made the jokes on Twitter. Of course, the Titans get number 11 this year after trading number yep. 11 in last year's draft. And to make it even more um, strange, the Eagles are picking in front of the Titans. But what makes it even less exciting is that with that number overall, number 11 overall pick, a pick that you know could really vault the Titans back into the, you know one of the contenders in the AFC, back in the conversation with the Bengals, Chiefs, and the Bills. Bengals. Titans are probably... <laughs> The Titans are probably going to use that number 11 overall pick on an offensive lineman, specifically a left tackle. No Hopefully one not out of Georgia about a first round left tackle. Yes, definitely not out of Georgia. But that's yeah, sucks. it won't it won't be exciting. I will say this, though, no matter what they draft, they could draft a damn punter in the first round and it would be more exciting than last year's first round. No offense to Traylon Burks. I like Traylon Burks, and I'm excited for Traylon Burks. I, I do think he's going to be a great a great Titans wide receiver. He's shown so many flashes. He's yes. struggled to stay on the field. Sure. And he's Avail- struggled uh, to be consistent, like rookies. Availability do. is the best ability. Um, But I uh, but it was the trade that overshadowed everything last year, and nothing will – I mean, they could have literally drafted – <laughs> they could have they could have they could have drafted freaking Harry Styles, a young Macaulay Culkin, <laughs> Michael Jordan. It didn't matter who they drafted <laughs> in that spot. They traded away AJ Brown and that will overshadow literally anyone. It was about okay? who you lost. You're right. They it was it was it was brutal. It was a brutal moment for for Titans fans. But and and, and you spend a third round pick where you could have you know, added a linebacker to kind of make room for so you can save money if you want to get rid of David Long. You could have bolstered the receiving core, doubled down on a receiver that draft for that yeah. third round pick. The third round pick on Malik Willis is a big reason why Robinson's not here, I think, because you try and address the most important position on the roster for the future. He ends up becoming, you know, a guy that they don't, don't even trust to throw the ball for an entire second half. Yeah. I mean, you Josh could have found J- a legit a guy in the secondary, even a, a, another pass rusher. There are plenty of. Like there are a lot of third round picks walking around that are going to be walking around at the NFL's Pro Bowl games this year. Josh Dobbs is what we thought Malik Willis would be. Um, but with with what I the last thing I'll say on um Todd Downing, he um he obviously I, I look, I don't I don't like celebrating the fact that a that a a, a man lost his job. A guy lost his livelihood. I know there's a lot of Titans fans out there that are so frustrated with the way the season went that they don't care. Um, but just me, just me speaking personally, I wouldn't like it if someone celebrated if if I lost my job uh at the radio here in Chicago, if I lost my job and like the whole city celebrated. Danced on your feel, grave a little. Yeah, I wouldn't feel great. It, you know, and there's some pretty nasty things being said about Todd Downing on online. I I don't and I've I've been I've made some jokes. I've made my jokes Todd Downing's expense too. So like I have so was everyone. there's been I have been frustrated. That's the I only have, way you have to laugh to get through the pain of Todd Downing's play calling. Right, right. But sometimes that 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 laughing can turn to nastiness and stuff like that. I don't I don't like to celebrate the fact that a man literally lost his job. That is a man's livelihood. I don't I don't I don't like that. But what I do like and what I am celebrating is the fact that I feel like I'm I'm getting my offense back. 
I'm getting I'm I'm getting to unlock One. Derrick Henry. I'm getting to unlock Ryan Tannehill because for so many times last year, I would just watch the Titans offense. And I would get so frustrated with just like even the simple things of like the, the routes that they would run, the Titans routes that they would run. There was never any separation. If In fact, there have been graphs. We've all seen them. Part of that's the players graphs. too, though. Part of that is players. Yes, you're right. You're right. And I do think with a, with a smarter core, you will, you will get better production in that. But I think a lot of it is route running, play design, innovation, you're not, you're not, you didn't get that for the last two years. And I think, and I hate it for guys like Nick Westbrook Akine, who we know and love on this podcast, um, who I think could be better. I think part of it is his responsibility, but I do think a large part of it is the team's responsibility. And I don't think he was put in good spots to succeed. And I feel that way about a lot of the, the, the guys on this year's team. And I think with better coaching comes that. I think if you gave Nick Westbrook Akine to the Chiefs, to an Eric Bieniemy or an Andy Reid, now granted those are the, they're the pinnacle, they're the pinnacle of offensive minds in the NFL right now. Even a Doug Peterson, though, if you gave a Nick Westbrook Akine to those guys, they would get more production out of them than just the couple hundred yards that Nick Westbrook had. I disagree because they've probably got a stronger group of receivers to where NWI wouldn't be a focal point of their passing game. Like NWI this year finished with 400 yards and three touchdowns. Like that's okay. That's pretty good for NWI. I think an undrafted free agent, but where, where did he, where did he finish the year uh, as on the depth chart? Uh, he finished as one, two, three. He was the fifth leading receiver behind well, two tight ends. Yes, in. yes. No, but I'm talking depth chart. He was he was wide receiver two. That's uh that's... You, you could uh, I think when when Burks is healthy, Burks is probably your two. You could argue okay. that he's when, your one. Okay, when Burks is healthy, which for he was only he was out for half of the season. Uh, I, th- I think when Burks is healthy, he's your one, Woods is your two. Yes. So, okay. So then he's your, he's your wide receiver number three, but there was a big chunk of the season where he was the wide receiver too. So to to have 400 yards splitting time as the two and the three, that's not great. That's pretty bad. And it's also bad when your one has 527 yards. Well, yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Which I mean, then again, that's also, that's him missing time, but so to, to kind of, Counter what you said. I don't think that a new coach automatically makes this offense even like even average. Like there's a long way to go, especially with with the personnel they're working I, with, which can be fixed with a new GM. I, but, I think he I think he makes it I think he makes it better just by stepping in the 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 halls of the Titans facility. And honestly, it, look, you, you you've got a point because the Titans didn't even have like an average rushing attack this season with the best running back. They were they um, were thirteenth. The that's what they finished. They finished as thirteenth, but for most of the season they were sixteenth or or lower. Mm-hmm. Like they they were they were in the bottom half of the NFL in rushing offenses. With and Derek that's their Henry. identity. Their identity was average. Like you yeah. can't have that. So. I, I I don't know that you can the, the next guy is probably going to be somewhere in the middle of Arthur Smith and Todd Downing. I mean, just being like conservative, he's probably closer to Todd Downing than Arthur Smith because Arthur Smith, let's face it, he's he's a wizard. I mean, he, oh, yeah, he, yeah, he took the Falcons to seven wins. We we can't expect less talent than what the Titans had to work with. 
you can't expect to get an Arthur Smith, but what you you can expect is to get someone. I mean, hopefully you get someone great, but who I mean, there's knows? plenty of options out there. I, I've seen Bill O'Brien being rumored. Don't like oh, that. Gosh. I know that. Don't like that. I know that he's he was a good, you know, he's a good offensive mind. But I, I don't know that him and Vrabel. I mean, they're both very strong-minded people. I don't know that they would yes. work together. I've, I've seen Frank Reich love Frank Reich. I would, I would be over the moon about Frank Reich. Um, you've got Cliff Kingsbury, obviously. You've got Tim Kelly in house, probably yeah. the favorite to get that job. He knows what the Titans are working with. He knows the strengths and weaknesses of his players. Yeah, I the Tim Kelly. I, I I'm less high on Tim Kelly after this past season than I was last season because if Tim Kelly was as great of and maybe there's a power struggle there i don't know what goes on behind closed doors but if tim kelly was as great of an offensive mind as he was why did that how did that not play and into this that's season what's at all so hard that when when you start talking about tim kelly that's so hard to kind of break down because we don't have a clue what role tim kelly had on game days what role right. he had throughout the week what role he had in game planning like you just have no idea how involved or not involved yeah, Kelly. But was. he did he did do more with Davis Mills in Houston last season than Houston did with Davis Mills this season. Fair. So that to me, if like he can do that with a crappy ass offense, like Davis Mills was one of the best rookie quarterbacks in the NFL last season. Yeah, people I think don't talk best, about it. I think he had the best rookie season among quarterbacks. Yeah, last right, year. right. People don't talk about it because he was with the Houston Texans. They and they were god awful. But that if you can do that, if you can do more with less, which is kind of what the Titans need, then maybe he maybe he would be a good option. But I'm also kind of just done with the Titans hiring from within. I'm kind of sick of it. Um, I know it worked with Arthur Smith. It didn't work with Todd Downing. I swear the next tight end coach available is Luke Steckel, who I went to high school with. God bless and go Bruins. <laughs> I'm I love him to death. I'm hoping he's not the next the team's not next offensive coordinator. I I I'm just done. I'm done with the hiring yeah. within. I think there's so many better minds around the country that you could get the guys I, and, and I know just, I, the guys I just named I mean I, we, we I, jokingly we jokingly on Twitter throughout the uh Cliff Kingsbury I, I <laughs> yeah, that was that's, a, it's obviously very clearly a joke <laughs> anytime we throw out two-tone blue we're just we're just kind of joking around it's the first thing that comes to our mind oh well he would look good in two-tone blue mm-hmm. but I with that said I do think Cliff Kingsbury would be a better OC than what Todd Downing was sure so Sure. I mean, I think there's. I don't think Kyler Murray did Kingsbury a whole lot of you know you know many favors in Arizona. I think choosing Kyler Murray over Kingsbury is is. Did you see that Kyler Murray option? Kyler Murray's going to have uh, a say in the Cardinals' next head coach. That never works. That never works. You never you never ask a player. You never ask a player one because that player could break his kneecap open and be his career could be over week one. I so, just remember when Jay Cutler, I'm a huge Jay Cutler fan for those who have just jumped in. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For the, the new season. tuppers that haven't heard Jack go off on a <laughs> big Jay Vandy Cutler guy. Rant. I love Jay Cutler. They let Jay Cutler go out to dinner with the head coaching candidates. You know who he chose? Mark fucking Tressman. Okay. Yeah. I, C- why CFL you, legend, you but NFL loser. Mm-hmm. Mark Trestman, you you can't let quarter you can't give even like you can't give a quarterback that's not Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, even a say in who they want. No, never, and you never trust a uh, never trust a head coach uh, that looks like an accountant. You just don't. That's just a rule uh, of thumb to go by in the NFL. But he, um, yeah, I, I I think um, 
uh, the, well, the Cardinals are now looking at Ninja as their next uh, head coach <laughs> with Kyler Murray's input. <laughs> it is going That's to be, uh, it's going to be, uh, they're looking for a, a call of duty there. The, um, so I, all right. So to, yeah, to put a bow on Todd Downing, I think, I think, look, this is, I, this is overall all a good thing. I, I I'm celebrating the fact that gone are the frustrations of last year's offense. They're gone. They're dead. He can't hurt us anymore. Okay. This is, we're moving on. It's a new chapter and that's what I'm celebrating. Again, I'm not dancing on the grave of, of this guy that I, 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 I hate that for him, especially everything he's going through in his personal life with the DUI and everything. It's not a good situation. And to be honest, Austin, I feel like Todd Downing's probably the most relieved out of anyone. I know that Titans fans are excited to be rid of Todd Downing and his, uh, you, you know, how he held the offense back this year. But can you imagine being in Todd Downing's shoes this week? I mean, he hears all of it. He can't get away yeah. from it. I mean, right. he's he's walking into tunnel with fans holding fire downing signs. And I'm not saying you're wrong to hold those fire downing signs because downing deserved to be fired. But like he's, <laughs> he's I mean he's like, gotta be relieved to get out of here and have a fresh beginning and, and probably move out of the state and never return. I I am I'm glad there's a new offensive coordinator coming, but it, yeah, again, I just I feel so bad. Like, and that's why I've never once tweeted or or said fire downing. I because I don't like I hate that. I just hate saying like i feel like i want someone to lose their job we've said but, it before though we we've said fire downing well maybe i in, have it, it well yeah i know you have um i just i just i feel icky i feel icky about it and i like i i feel bad for the human being i feel great for the titans <laughs> you gotta <laughs> separate bad. the art you, you gotta separate the art from the artist though it, but it's hard. It's it's hard you know like it's i i i, I can't say oh starry night sucks or, or Vincent Van Gogh sucks, but I love Starry Night. You know, like it's not, <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, it's um, like, you know, Kanye West, he makes some decent music. But oh, I, God, I, yeah. Kanye <laughs> West, though, I, what, a, what a troubled man. You, you can't. You now, I will say fire. It. I will say fire Kanye West. Fire Kanye West. I will say that. Uh, fire Kanye West from Twitter, for sure. Um, um, okay, so, but with, speaking of the art, from the artist the artist's last piece of art was the jacksonville jaguars game a game where they put up 16 points total they had a chance they i mean to their credit and it was almost uh, really, enough to win really to the defense's credit they had a chance to win with two and a half minutes to go and um it didn't quite work now since this is the last week of the season it is the first week of the offseason, the longest offseason. Gosh, I'm not even. Oh, real quick before you get into this. Yeah. The Titans lost the same way they did last year to the Bengals, right? You've you've got the lead or you're tied with the ball. Few minutes left on the clock. Yeah. Don't turn it over and you either win or go to overtime. Josh that was Dobbs the thing. That was the thing that was most coming. frustrating. When when the Titans had the ball with four minutes left. You know what went through my mind? And Don't this is not over. a joke. This is not a joke. I, I with four Dennis minutes Daly, left, left side. No, blitz. no, 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 no. Optimism. It was actually optimism. Wow, really? With you four minutes yourself. left, I, I, th I said to myself, all they have to do is get a couple of first downs here. This is just a couple of first downs away from winning. And I thought to myself, 
And when they pull this out, we need to start pining to do next week's Sox report as well because we are undefeated with the Sox report. We ended a six-game skid. We are we are the best <laughs> podcast out there. Jim Wyatt, give us another Sox report. Let us let us call it because that that seemed to work. Be the only thing that worked this season. But no, they ended up uh, obviously losing the uh, game. See, but I, I, I did think hope. I never I never got to that point in the game. Why well, I, I did get to that point early in the game, but when the Jags came, you know drove down the field, Lawrence missed wide open Zay Jones in the end zone. But they moved yeah. the ball so easily down the field. I was like, this is not going to end well. I'm going to go ahead and and put myself in this position where I'm expecting, you know, a, a, a detrimentally depressing loss. And that's what ended up happening. But negative, negative one yards in the fourth quarter by the Jags offense. Like the, the, this was a team like they, they moved the ball significantly less. And they still outscored the Titans. How sad. Well, they outscored the Titans because they got a defensive touchdown. Mm-hmm. It was, I, I just thought, I was like, man, get a couple of, and even if they didn't, that because that was a third down throw that Josh Dobbs, which don't even get me started on the review. That was the fastest review in the history of reviews. Oh, and it yeah. Pissed, I, like, I, I totally think it was a fumble, but like to do it that quick, to go through that process that, that that's, quickly. That's the thing that pisses me off. I could see that call going either way. I wouldn't have been upset either way like i'm not upset it was called a fumble but i'm also i could i also could have seen it being called a forward pass because that's the one ball where the call on the field means everything yeah the ball wasn't hit out of his hand it was just he was hit and the ball was like slipping out of his hand as his arm was going forward so i could have very easily seen that been called forward pass we've seen a forward pass be called for less the tuck rule anyone but they but the thing with the tuck rule is they spent time watching the review for a a call as close as this one i've never seen a review be made faster like a decision be made faster after a review than this one like what the, the other thing with was the that and on such an important call like with the playoffs on the line and i know like you know mike Harden tweets out which was very funny by the way the nfl was like uh uh yeah, we we need Trevor Lawrence in the playoffs. So go ahead and confirm that touchdown. Like <laughs> like okay, that's funny. Like I get that. Like and that if you want to go deep conspiracy theorists, like fool Alex Jones, I'll eat your ass. Then <laughs> yes, then yes, then that that review was put on by the CIA. There's CIA operatives working on the at the NFL review stations in New York. Third of the frogs, gay. Yeah, I have proof. Wow, lizard people are running this the, the NFL. The, the other thing with the duck rule is that that was Tom Brady and this was Josh Dobbs, right? Yeah, like right, Josh right, Dobbs right. is not getting the benefit of the doubt. Josh Dobbs scenario. is not getting, and that he got ball. beat up. Like he was getting, he was getting hit pretty hard after he got rid of the ball. He got nothing, but it's Josh also, Dobbs. Where was the roughing the passer on Derrick Henry out of the wildcat? Is Derrick Henry not a passer in that situation? You know, huh? uh, he could. I, I feel like a, a defensive end could pull a hatchet out of his pants and just start. Hammering Derrick Henry's shoulder pads with it. Yeah. And the official would be like, ah, you know, it's borderline. Not going to throw a flag there. Don't want to get in the middle well, of the game. Wouldn't throw a flag because that hatchet wouldn't make a dent. Derrick Henry right. for life, baby. Derrick Henry for life. Also, I'm already sick of, I've, I've seen already, which we're getting so off topic. We keep getting off topic, but there's so much to talk about this week. I've already seen the Derrick Henry. Uh, does he carry any trade value or should we get Derrick Henry off the books? The dude just ran for 1500 yards behind a porous offensive line. And you want to get you, you're ready to move on. You think he's you think he's uh he's uh, there's nothing left in the tank from that guy. 
put him behind a competent offensive line with a competent offensive coordinator, and he's going to get that rushing title back. He finished, what, second or third in, in NFL rushing this year? Yeah, I know he's behind Josh Jacobs, um, but... This is this is my problem. I have a lot of a lot of problems with Titans Twitter this week. There are some emotional Vols fans that really kind of just tuned in for their first real Titans game and had a lot of uh, a lot to say on uh, yeah. Mike Vrabel being fired. Um, second on... second in the NFL behind Josh Jacobs and uh, only finished what the seventy yards behind him. So, um... but but what you can't do is get rid of the entire offense. You're already probably getting rid of Lawan, Aaron Brewer. Ben Jones may retire at center. Nate Davis's contract is up. Will the Titans get in a bidding war with another team that's willing to pay him more? You're going to cut Robert Woods. Um, I, I don't know that you have. there's a reason to bring Austin Hooper back. You've got Tannehill you got to worry about, uh, like- which we're going to talk in a second. And now you're getting rid of Derrick Henry, too. Like, what do we do? Are we, that's that's too many. That's too many guys you got to replace. I know. I want them to bring one off season. I want them to bring Austin Hooper back, though. You, you need an Austin H always. That's a that's a winning formula. He had as many receiving yards as Traylon Burks did this year. I mean, he was was Austin Hooper like and this is not this is all like jokes aside. Was Austin Hooper not a a legitimate target like he was did you backups. see Austin? Did you see Austin Hooper drop any passes this season? No, he was athletic. He made a and, and catch how of many the year for the Titans? And how, exactly how many catches did he make that was just like, oh damn! Like I, I liked Austin Hooper a lot, and I, I hope I, just I don't think that Ryan Tannehill used him enough. It was all it was. It was Dobbs who really loved him. Well, he did early on. No, no, no. Tannehill did early on. It, it, there was, but then there was a, a point where he kind of forgot that he existed. Um, Speaking but, of Tannehill. Wait, wait, before we get to Tannehill, got to get to everyone's favorite segment. It's the last one of the season. Titans offensive output this year. Todd Downing's creme de la creme. The final, the the final piece of his artwork. Okay, you want to separate the art from the artist. Well, here is the art right here. The Titans offensive output this season. If you're at home, you know the drill. Sing along with me. (laughs) 27, 24, 24, 21, 19, 17, 17, 17, 27, 16, 10, 22, 14, 14, 13, 13, 16. Ladies and gentlemen, your Tennessee Titans. God, that sucks to hear every single week. They didn't score more than 27 points the entire season. For the first time in franchise history since 1984. (laughs) 1984, the last time the Titans or Oilers went an entire season without touching 27. That includes a season with with Chris Chandler as your quarterback. Okay, That includes a season with Jake Locker as your quarterback. Matt Castle threw passes. Zach Mettenberger threw passes. Rusty Smith threw passes. Unbelievable. They didn't touch 30 points this season. The the Bengals had 31 points and a half this season, and the Titans couldn't even get 30 in, in four quarters. The Titans averaged five points in the second half this season. Five points. They averaged five <laughs> points. Man, the, that think is about depressing. that. They averaged less than a touchdown in the second half all season. They I think they had five or six weeks where they went scoreless in the second half. Five or six games where you don't score a point in the second half of games. Think about that. Quick half shout of out. the game. You're not quick putting sh- any points up. 
Quick shout out to big game Randy Bullock. He put nine of those points up. Randy Bullock, shout out Randy Bullock, dude. What a and you know what? It's nice. It feels good to not have to worry about the kicker position anymore. Uh, that being said, I do hope they find a new kicker this offseason. I knew you were going to say that because that is what Titans fans do. With something finally works and you're like, it's time for a new kicker. I know. We look, need I've, one who's more reliable than him. I've, I've, I've been on the Randy Bullock train for the entire season. I love Randy Bullock. I love him. Randy I Bullock see. is, I will remember him forever. But you got to have the a guy who can hit from 55 now. Gosh, I've got one. Jack, I hate you so much. I hate you right now. Look, I hate look, you. They don't, even, they don't even kick 50-yard field goals. Jack, listen to me. Listen to me. You, What you're doing with Randy Bullock is what Titans fans are doing with Ryan Tannehill, or at least what they tried to do with Ryan Tannehill. If you they love said, him, you have to set him free. Okay, don't. What? No, because <laughs> if you let and him. he'll come back him, if it's meant no, to be. He doesn't come back. That's when you <laughs> cut someone, they don't come back. They like That's not what how this works. What, what you're doing with Bullock is what Titans fans do with Ryan Tannehill. And, or at least they tried to do last year where the quarterback was like the one piece, like it was like, it, it works. It's fine. It's not sure. It's, I would say Ryan Tannehill is the 10th or 11th best quarterback, ninth to 11th. I would no, say, no, no, he's below that. He's I, I, okay. You, you'll just, and we're going to get I, into it. We're going to get into it. If you, if you get to his, uh, if you get to his quarterback rating since he became a starter, I would say, yeah, he fares pretty well 36 games, one in uh under three seasons technically since he missed time this year but like after this season i think you it's kind of a season by season thing when you talk about these quarterback rankings because so much changes yes. i know he hasn't had a great supporting cast here other than derrick henry which is a quarterback's best friend in most cases um but there there's some quarterbacks that have leapfrogged Tannehill in the last few seasons okay after, okay. That, tw- well, after but- that 2020 season sure he was a fringe top 10 guy now i think it's more 15 to 20 before okay, before we get before we get there, before we get into ranking where Ryan Tannehill is amongst NFL quarterbacks, to me, I I mean, unless you can get one of the quarterbacks that are better than Ryan Tannehill, to me, I think you have to bring him back because he was he brought consistency to the position. He obviously set a franchise record for the number of career starts, beating out Steve McNair, which is that's a record that is held for a long time. Something you haven't had. At that position in a long, long time. Very Stability. durable. Very, Very durable. durable. The best ability, he... the best ability is availability. And he brought that to the position. And he was good. He was good. He was decent. He he won games. He won 36 games in under three seasons. That's hard to do. Think about it. That's over 10 games won per season if you account for all of the games he played. Okay. When he came to Tennessee, too, injuries were a big worry coming off an ACL. Like Tannehill was not durable before he arrived here. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then this season, obviously, he, he plays behind our the worst offensive line that he's maybe he's seen in his entire career. I don't have notes on his Miami days. There is no way that there was a worse. And he played behind an offensive line coached by that one guy. You remember that coach? That got uh, fired for, you know, a, a voicemail leaking of him just snorting cocaine and talking. To yeah, him. right, 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 right. But th- the, that, 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 that pales in comparison to what he had to work with this year. I know, I know. It's it's unreal. And so he had the Titans, despite all of the 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 setbacks and everything that was holding him back. He had the Titans at seven and three this season. Remember that, okay? Then he misses this, the, the, and then he misses a week. Um. And the 
And at that point, they're the Titans are seven and three. The Jaguars are three and seven. Okay. You have a four game lead over the Jaguars, who are now AFC South champions. So they they had a four game lead, and Ryan Tannehill, your quarterback, missed five games. Okay, so do do that math real quick. If Tannehill misses five games and they blow a four game lead, what? How does that? That I think that should be pretty damn telling. That well, I think it's obvious. Ryan Tannehill. If Ryan Tannehill win the division with Tannehill, if you if you can exactly if and what did we say about the Chiefs game? The Chiefs. If Malik Willis took the Chiefs to overtime. If Tannehill's in that game, that game the Titans probably win in regulation. When, so when Tannehill it, missed two games in the beginning of the, or in the middle of the season, he got you know that Colts game he got beat up and he missed week eight and week nine. But when uh, he came back, they they beat Denver and Tannehill looked great. They beat yeah. Green Bay. Everyone looked great. Yep. And then it kind of started to, started to mount. Like he picked up that second sprained ankle, and then you lose a close one to Cincy. You get blown out by Philly. Confidence is lost. Then you you get up on the Jags. You're about to go up twenty one to ten. You fumble the ball. Just that game melts away. Then you lose by three to the Chargers. It's, it's a lot of games that could go one way or another. But that's how you can't really say, ah, oh, well, the Titans almost had that one because the Titans win a lot of those one score games too. All I'm saying is, in a season last year where you lose Derrick Henry, you lose literally the linchpin of your entire offense to injury. And the Titans still finish with the number one seed in the AFC. Okay. This year, you lose Tannehill for a, a chunk of the season. Not the obviously not the entire season, but pivotal games down the stretch and there for a little bit in the middle of the season. You lose Tannehill and they miss the playoffs entirely. Last year, when Tannehill lost in the Bengals, which was his worst game, I would say, as a pro, but definitely in his time as Tennessee. You lose that game, an important game with the number one seed, divisional round game at home. Everyone was like, Tannehill's got to go. We need a guy who can win in the playoffs. And I felt like, nah, I mean, keep in mind, playoff games are are a coin flip. You know, you yeah, the Titans probably should have won that game, and they almost still almost did. But, you know, like playoff games are wild. They they go, they go in ridiculous ways every year. We see it every season. For you to say like, oh, get him out. We need someone who can win in the playoffs. I I was clamoring that. Hold up, now we're 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 getting jaded as a fan base. We uh, Titans fans. We're 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 all of a, all of a sudden saying, oh, you have to win in the playoffs, and that's the only thing that matters. And I was saying, first of all, you have to get to the playoffs. We're not that far removed from Titans teams that were never making the playoffs. But then you make the playoffs in four out of five years, and we just become. Like, it's a sure thing. Making the playoffs is a sure thing. Well, this year, I'm pretty sure it for everyone that was clamoring, the regular season doesn't matter. And I heard fans say that. I saw Titans fans say that. Regular season doesn't matter. You know, oh, you, you know, I made a video last year about Ryan Tannehill kind of defending him from all the heat he was taking. And I, 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 I showed all of the numbers that he put up. And people were like, those are regular season numbers. Regular season doesn't matter. I'm not hearing anyone saying the regular season doesn't matter this season because very clearly it does very clearly that. And you say, well, yeah, well, he didn't win in the playoffs. He got them a one seed, which is like winning in the playoffs. He got them to the divisional round. I know you and I go back and forth about that. Jack, I know I'm, but, I'm letting you finish this one, but my take is the regular season very clearly does matter 
Because in a season where you blew a four-game lead in your division with your quarterback, the one that everyone wants to ship out of town, missing five games, that to me is pretty damn telling that this team, Ryan Tannehill can set you up. Maybe he's not the guy that can get you to the Super Bowl, but he can at least get you a chance to get to the Super Bowl. And right now, that's looking pretty damn good compared to uh, years past, okay? And unless, Jack, as we talked about, unless you can get one of those quarterbacks that is better than Ryan Tannehill, which I have always said, if you can get someone better than Tannehill, I'm all in. But you're not able to get someone that's better than Tannehill because all the guys that are better than Tannehill are locked up. So when you get someone good or as good as you can possibly get, you need to lock them up. Yeah, so... I agree with your your point there at the end. You know, if you have a problem, well, you have to present a solution to that problem in order for it to really get fixed. You can't just have a problem and say fix it. You got to have a plan. You you can't you can't address a problem right. without a plan. To and fix that's it. one of my biggest pet peeves is people always want to complain and bitch and moan. And it's like, okay, if you wanna if you wanna if you wanna bitch about a problem, provide a solution. Here's the deal. Tannehill is two and three in the playoffs. His two wins came in 2019 with better roster, with, with a better defense, with more tools around him on offense. He fell short. Now I'm not I saying say three. Tannehill... And, I say three and three because he got him to the divisional round of the playoffs. I just that counts as a well, win. That counts I think as the a defense, win. Tannehill did a great job with practice squad guys in that season to lock up the number one seed. But uh, that the defense, I think, is what got him to that to that divisional round. Say, look, Tannehill, look, Tannehill quarterback the team. And that's the thing with Tannehill. When, when, when Tannehill succeeds, they're like, Oh, it's because of Derrick Henry or the defense. When Tannehill sucks, it's because of Ryan Tannehill. It's, it's, it, it's, 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 the guy's kind of in a no win situation. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to disagree because box score warriors will look at the numbers and say, Oh, well, I mean, he's, you know, he's playing second fiddle to Henry, which I mean, it, it's, it's, it's how the offense is supposed to go. Tannehill yeah, isn't and, supposed to, right. you know, and, out, and that's that's him. why I think. Look, if 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 the Titans didn't have Derrick Henry, I would not be clamoring for the Titans to keep Ryan Tannehill. But with Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill is can he's, win he, you. He can win you some games, right? He takes yes. care of the football. He's thirty six and nineteen since he arrived. Two and three in the playoffs. He's got you know almost a three to one touchdown to interception ratio. He's efficient. That's incredible. He's, that is, those are that, and not to like put those numbers lightly. Those are incredible numbers that you cannot get from just any Joe Schmo off the street. But he's not a guy who, if you know, six minutes left, you're down by seven, you're down by, you know, whatever. And I know he's got plenty of fourth quarter comebacks, game winning drives. He's not yeah, a guy that leads the NFL since he took over a starter. Yes. But, but he's not a guy that you're like, oh, yeah, I want Ryan Tannehill out there. You wouldn't think that. But no, you don't think that, but that's so, that's kind of like the, the Titans as a mantra, though. Like no one ever thinks that the Titans can beat a team, but we that but then they go out and do it. Obviously, this season excluded, but like in years past, you know, like so that's always kind of been the Titans forte. So we've had plenty of Ryan Tannehill discussions on here before, and I think you guys both kind of know if you've listened throughout the season where we stand. Austin loves Tannehill. He thinks he's the answer. I think I, the Titans I mean, could I, do better, but yes. I, I don't know yes. that there is a realistic better option that isn't in the top of the draft and that's so, that's my take that's my take a hundred percent is i do think i like Tannehill because i think the titans can have success with Tannehill. i don't 
I don't think there's a better option out there that's like a realistic option for the Titans. Perfect. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to lay it all out there. In my opinion, there are eight quarterbacks that are no doubters. These guys clear Tannehill by a mile. Sure. Those guys are Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, 39 years old, Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts entered that conversation this year, Lamar Jackson, and 46-year-old Tom Brady. I think you'd still take over Ryan Tannehill if the prices were the same. Uh, honestly, I think Tannehill's price tag right now is still a little bit high. Um, I kind of wish well, I could yeah, get Tannehill for cheaper. But here's, and, and here's the thing with Tannehill: he's next year he is due thirty six point six million dollars. The Titans have an out this offseason. They can save almost nineteen million dollars by saying Tannehill, thanks for the memories. We're moving on. So you can save nineteen million dollars there. You're still going to owe him that other half. I though. just, I just, with how many holes they have to fill in their offense, Ryan it's, Tannehill's like been one that has been like you don't need to you don't need to move on there like i don't want a full rebuild of this offense the titans are shopping in kroger with you know that that basket they've got that basket but they've got a they're they're hosting a party for 20 Mm -hmm. you can't fill that basket and have enough to feed everybody like that see the list is too long to complete with just this little basket that they have in salary cap space I was going to go with the Chip and Joanna uh reference i was see to me the 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 titans are they're redoing their entire uh basement. Okay. They have to they have to redo it. The, the upstairs is fine. That's the defense. That that's fine. They don't need a whole lot of change there. But the downstairs basement, it and it is in the basement of the NFL, it is really bad. And you need to change some things out. Obviously, you're gonna knock down some walls, you're gonna, you know, maybe install some new sinks, new countertops, things like that. But there are some things that are load-bearing walls, okay. And those load-bearing walls, to me, I don't think you can touch. I don't think you can try and replace. Then, to me, that's the Derrick Henry, that's the Ryan Tannehill, and on the offensive side of the ball, that might be it. Uh, I would have said Ben Jones, but I think that that time is coming to an end. Um, really, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is the bar area. Like you, you've you've had the same bar area for four years. Oh, oh, wait, and Chig, and Chig, Chig is a is a new load bearing wall that you Chig, didn't realize Chig's you had a, in the corner of the room. Yeah, Chig's, Chig's a new pool table. But yeah, Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill's kind of the bar area. Like you could always touch it up, and like the best, the best man caves always have the best bar areas, right? And if you want to get to that, you know that 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 house where everybody wants to watch the Super Bowl at every year, gotta upgrade that bar a little bit. But yeah, you did, yeah, but Nobody but come over and be like, ah, oh, that bar sucks. Right. There are a lot of bars. There are a lot of bars in the NFL that are not stocked with any, any beers. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't want the Titans to get back to that because the Titans used to be that way. The tight, I don't want the Titans to go back to that way. So I'm, I I'm okay. It's like, okay, quarterback is fine. Let's move it aside and let's focus on wide receivers. Let's focus on offensive line. Let's focus on areas where they actually need improvement, mm-hmm. but that's where I'm going. But so this list, what the, I, you know, Patrick Mahomes, that's maybe if no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> What you said, there are four. You have four other names, though, that are potential. Well, I've got a few toss ups. Toss ups. Okay. All right. I like this. Let's let's do this. Let's toss up. Toss up as to whether or not they're better than Ryan Tannehill. And I'll kind of go in order of which guys I think are the better of the toss ups. So we're gonna start with Kirk Cousins. Ooh. <laughs> you want to look? Could you imagine Titans fans complaining about Kirk Cousins not being able to win in prime time? Kirk Cousins has a big arm. He can win you some games. But yeah. He's also going to lose you some games. Yes. I they, I mean, that game just a couple weeks ago in Green Bay was was piss poor. It was pathetic. 
Kirk Cousins over since in that same 2019 span. I'm going to compare everybody to 2019 since that's when you know Tannehill arrived in Tennessee. Kirk Cousins 123 touchdowns, 40 picks, over three to one. He's more efficient than people want to give him credit for. Yeah. He's also got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and TJ yes. Hawkinson. Right, and he plays indoors too, which I think is another uh, big, big item. Big arm, probably more talented than Tannehill. Uh, am I taking Kirk Cousins in Tennessee or am I taking Ryan Tannehill in Minnesota? Because I think that's a big difference. Because <laughs> I would I would take Tannehill with that offense much more than I would take Kirk Cousins. But, and, well, and I think I would... I think I'm taking Tannehill. I'm taking okay, Tannehill. Okay, you're taking Tannehill. All right, next yeah. one up. Rain Dakota Prescott. Dak, Ooh. he's 29 and 20 since 2019, and he's Throws got up. a lot. Dak Prescott, he does less with more. Tannehill, since he's been here, has done more with less. Right. I know. I know. Uh, this is – I see, I, we shouldn't have done this because this is making me sound incredibly biased. And Dak, Dak throws and a lot. I think Dak and Tannehill are very comparable. I think They're, Dak's going to probably get the edge. From the national media outlets, he plays for the Cowboys, sure. right? And I would expect that as well. I uh, they uh, they both throw a bunch of bone, you know, like like what the heck are you thinking? Interceptions, Dak. I would say a little bit more than Tannehill, but they both do it. Yeah, in Dak. six less starts, Dak has thrown forty picks. Tannehill right. with six more starts, thirty three picks. Oh man, maybe maybe Dak. That one's a toss-up. And, and this is all for next season. This isn't for the future of their career. This is this is just for next season. How far can they take you? Who would you rather have? Yeah. So you're going Tannehill over Dak. I don't know. Can we go? Let's go back to that one. Okay. Next one up. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, by the way, Dak Prescott, one and three in the postseason. Same amount of wins as Marcus Mariota has. Jimmy G, I feel like I'm a defender of. Um 32 and 15 in 47 starts. 32 and 15 is really good. I know a lot of people listening to this podcast are like, man, Austin loves just chomping on the nuts of Ryan Tannehill. If you think (laughs) I, if you think I love these are hanging off of either hanging off of uh, hanging off of Ryan Tannehill's nuts, you should see the way I am with Jimmy Garoppolo. Even hotter pair of nuts, if you if you know what I'm saying. Um, He is. Right, Jimmy Garoppolo would be talked about much differently had he connected on that deep ball pass to the Chiefs uh, or, or against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, or had uh, the Niners' safety made that pick last season. People, people forget that he is that close away from a, a second Super Bowl appearance and a deep ball connection away from winning a Super Bowl. I Jimmy Garoppolo does not get the respect that he deserves every year. The 49ers are in it and every year to look at this year alone. They tried to go to Trey Lance. Jimmy Garoppolo won that won the job outright. And, and well, then his back Trey Lance did get hurt in the process or that. I mean, that's what I mean. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean he didn't win the job outright. They tried to go to Trey Lance. Trey Lance, but it was got clear hurt. that Jimmy G was the better option. Even when Lance and was Jimmy G was much better with what they had than what Trey Lance was. So, um, I, I just like Ryan Tannehill with the Titans system. So it's like hard for me to put in a Jimmy Garoppolo in that place. I think that's why I keep leaning Ryan Tannehill on all these things. Cause it's like, I mean, there aren't many quarterbacks other than the eight that you probably listed without Tom Brady. I don't want, and Aaron Rodgers. I don't want Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers Cause those are just rentals for a year. But I think that those, I don't know. I, 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 I think Jimmy Garoppolo, you get a lot of the same. 
he has a lot more talent around him in San Francisco. So I he's got a great setup I, in San Francisco. Really I, good stay, head coach knows it knows how to cater to to players' strengths. Can work with a game manager type quarterback. Yeah. And we've there seen are people that. I think the Niners to, come out of the NFC this year. With I Brock do too. Purdy, Mister Irrelevant. Yeah. And that defense, yeah. I, th- there are people listening to this pulling their hair out right now, and if you have any hair left on your head, um, just know that I recognize you. But I am, yeah, I, I'm just, I, I sound like the freaking biggest Ryan Tannehill stand. But other than those eight that you listed, I don't think so far there there's not one that I'm like, yeah, most definitely I would have rather have them than I would probably rather have Kirk Cousins and Dak would be a coin flip to me. But okay, See, well, I, I would I more. would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo and Dak would be a coin flip to me. Uh, I've got one more, and he's available. Ooh, Mister Mascara, Derek no, Carr. Oh no, no, nope, 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 <laughs> nope, nope. Not after this season. Not That's after this season. That's easy for me too. That's easy for me too. It's a, it's a hard I, no. Yes. Uh, prior to this season, he, I would have I would considered it. I think Derek Carr after last a, season. I, I probably would have I, I probably taken you up on it. Yeah, honestly, I think he's had a very respectable season, but this year, a lot of, I don't know, a lot of David Carr came out this season. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, banged up Darren Waller. There's plenty to work with in Las Vegas. He just couldn't make it work. Josh McDaniels, I don't like Josh McDaniels as a head coach. Everywhere he goes, no. he ruins. Um, he it, ruins, yeah, like, Jay Cutler. Shout out Jay Cutler. Exactly, we'll get back to Cutler here. When he took over in Denver... He has he's a certain type of player he wants. He didn't want Cutler. He 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 wanted to move on from Cutler and go with Matt Castle. They didn't get Castle. They traded, they got Orton, and they ended up running with Tim Tebow. So how'd that work out with for you, Josh McDaniel? Just, I think yeah. unless they, unless Brady goes there, something similar is gonna happen. But I'm with you. Carr's got a losing record since 2019, barely over two to one touchdown to interception ratio. The other guys that I, I think I would rather probably have for the future. I think I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I would, I would, I would honestly, I would take that. Yeah. I, I might rather have Brock Purdy. I know it's a small sample size. Yeah. But I think Brock Purdy is more a, a, a development of Kyle Shanahan offense. I think there's a lot of quarterbacks you could plug into a Kyle Shanahan offense and they would have success the that's way kinda, Brock Purdy is. That's kind of where I'm going to go for my next and, guy. And, and that goes back to our, our talk about Todd Downing, where I think a coach can make a difference on talent that may not be great elsewhere if Brock Purdy was plugged into this Titans offense this year he's not winning a game but if <laughs> but if Brock Purdy's plugged into a Kyle Shanahan led offense granted with more weapons too that's a big part of it but I mean he's making some throws he's made he's the the, the offensive coordinator is putting him in situations where he knows that he could succeed to his skill set and you, you know I I, I kind of feel that way with Tua I may rather have Tua but only if Mike McDaniel comes with him you know, it's, oh, I would it, take Mike McDaniel in a heartbeat. So My the, gosh, I love this that. Is, dude. This is a good conversation, though, because I think that there are only a handful of quarterbacks where you could say, okay, doesn't matter who's coaching them, this guy's going to win. This guy's going to win. He's going to ball out. He's going to look yeah. great doing it. But I mean, everybody outside of that like elite category, those no doubters that I listed, right? You got to have a coach there, too. It's not, it's not just, you know, yeah, he's yes. going to come in and going to be an improvement. You've got to have a coach there. Or else you don't make it to a conference championship. You don't make it to a Super Bowl. You may not even make it to the playoffs. And that to me right there is like, okay, yeah, the the Titans may not be in that exclusive club, but they're in line. Okay. They're in line with Ryan Daniel just outside. You know, they're, they're like face to face with the bouncer right now. 
And to me, like it took some time to get to that spot in the line. If you can somehow get into the club, definitely you get into the club. But if you can't, you keep your place in line. You keep your place in line because you don't want the toss up of you don't want someone. Hey, can you save my spot? Because you don't know if that spot's going to be saved. And that if you get rid of Tannehill and you move on and you try and go another direction with a quarterback, especially in the draft, if you try and go with a rookie quarterback, that to me is the worst possible situation. I that is I I just feel like unless you can get into the club, you keep your spot in line, and that's what I think the Titans need to do. Here are going to be the guys. There's five guys this off season that could be the guys that could help keep the Titans in line if they move off Tannehill. Three of them are the no-doubters. Lamar Aaron Jackson. Rogers, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson. I only, only of those three, I only want Lamar because the other two are just rentals. The you other know, two are, you're, you're getting them for one year. And, and in Tom Brady's case, if even that, he could retire in the middle of a season. And are I, the Titans just a quarterback away from a Super Bowl? I don't think so. We'll see how this offseason shakes out. But as of now, Brady or Rodgers coming here, I don't think that takes them to the Super Bowl level. I, I don't think, and and a lot of, look, I was getting into it with some people on Twitter. I, I tweeted out making fun of the Titans fans that were already like photoshopping Aaron Rodgers in a Titans jersey. First of all, that's if Aaron Rodgers even plays next season, which is a is a high, you know, is very, there's a chance that he may not. And if he does play, he's probably going back to Green Bay like he did last season. Remember when he ah, started? This feels different to me, the way he walked off the field with Cobb, the way he kept his jersey. He did this last year, though. He did that. We literally watched this last year. Where year. did he? Where did he end up signing with Green Bay? Because it's it's comfortable. It's what he knows. He's not. It's, he doesn't. This late in his career, he doesn't want to start from scratch somewhere like like Brady did. So to me, Vegas I, would I don't make sense for me with Rodgers. But but, but Daniels is there to ruin it. Every every one of the Aaron Rodgers to Tennessee stands is like, uh, you know, touting off of his playoff numbers. Oh, he's you know. He's the winningest uh, quarterback in the playoffs outside of Brady or whatever. You know, it's like all of that crap. It's like, okay, yeah. He's, he's made it to what, one Super Bowl? Yeah, it, this is a guy who started six and two in the playoffs over his career, and he's Maybe only 12 and he's twelve and 10 overall. This is a guy who's won, uh, I think, one playoff game in the last three years. It is, uh, it's a guy who didn't even make the playoffs this year. Um, I, to me... This also a guy that like, hasn't had a whole lot to work with. I know, well, I shouldn't say that. Devontae Adams, he's had Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson. He's had some good ones, but like the front office doesn't like go out there and like actively look to upgrade the wide receiver position for Rodgers. Right. Yes. No, you're right. And, but Titans fans just love to complain. And if Aaron Rodgers came here for a year, Titans fans would just do nothing but complain if he did not lead them to the playoffs. I need to save this audio too for me because if Rodgers or Brady comes, I'm going to totally convince myself that the Titans can win a Super Bowl. I need to save this audio to remind myself okay. that they do not serve as wide out for the rest of the roster's issues. Oh, I like that. Okay. Uh, all right. So, uh, all right. Is that, and, and then I, I would take Lamar Jackson in a heartbeat. Can imagine Lamar Jackson and uh, Lamar Jackson, same kind of scrutiny that Tannehill gets can't win in the playoffs. Lamar's one and three in the postseason. But look, if this team is run by a running back, Derek Henry, imagine this team being run by two running backs. Got to pick one. 
I mean, give me give me a give me the wildcat on every down with I Lamar think, Jackson. I just think that Lamar, Derrick Henry, Chig, and Traylon Burks is so exciting to me. Oh gosh, don't do this to me. It's so I, exciting to me. I think it's just new toys. I, I would be excited by any new toy. But Lamar's I just a clear they, upgrade. Lamar's a clear I just upgrade. hope they clear some cap space and make some splash signings. And I hope they and I hope that first splash signing is with the GM. Uh Jack, we need to get on. We need um but real quick, I want to mention Ryan Stonehouse set the NFL record this year that has lasted for over 50 years or something um, with his punts. Look, J-Rob made a lot of um, mistakes at his time at GM. Ryan Stonehouse was not one of them. He, In fact, no, I, let me rephrase that. J-Rob made a lot of good decisions in his time as GM, and this was one of his best. The decision, which was not an easy one, and you know this podcast, we were very much against it. Brett Kern being let go for Ryan Stonehouse. I was very skeptical of it. I'll eat my words. They made the right decision with Ryan Stonehouse. This is that dude punted his ass off this year. He can get a little bit better with pinning guys deep. Directionally, but I think yeah. Kern Kern was a master at that. So you go from one of the best punters in the league with the coffin Kerner to a guy to a rookie. I think he will get better with that. I like Ryan Stonehouse. I look, it took some stones to make that move. Okay. No nice. pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> No punt intended. There. And <laughs> I I just think that this team is better be, with Ryan Stonehouse at its, as its punter. And I want to shout that out. John Robinson, wherever you are, I think he's in heaven now. John Robinson, we're looking up at the sky, thanking you for making that decision. We love Brett Kern, but Ryan Stonehouse proved this year that he is the punter of the future. Say hi to Todd Downing for us, J-Rob. We all, um, and with it, and with this year's offense, we had a record number of punts. So it was his his jersey and cleats are headed to the Pro Football Hall of Fame um, after uh, after his record breaking season. So wow, that's awesome! I mean, so shout out to great. shout out to all the other stoners out there. You know, where are my Stonehouse fans at? Um, and then not. last lastly, before we get to bed, MGM uh, socks report. We got it, ladies and gentlemen. We got him. That was it fun. was. That was fun. That was, you know, I. it feels, it gives you a rush, dude, when you break news like that. Like, honestly, like, and that, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, like they, they were watching the Jaguars game and they're like, man, Dennis Daly keeps getting his ass kicked or man, that music <laughs> shitty miracle. What the hell was that play? Why did they, why did they try and pitch it back? And, and then, the, and oh man, Trevor Lawrence has such a rope of an arm. This team is getting, the secondary is getting their asses torched. All I could think was, damn, those navy blue socks look so good. Mm, they looked good, didn't they? Under the they lights. Look, they, I would say they look better this week than they have in weeks past. Something about them. Hashtag socks report. Thank you, Tuppers, for getting in the uh in into uh Jim Wyatt's mentions and letting him uh him Jim ultimately loved it. he did. He said even it. after even after the fact to all the Tuppers who hyped it after the fact. Jim texted us later on in the day and was like, damn, you guys really have some pool. Like you guys, <laughs> he was like, you guys like there, there's more excitement for this bridges report than we've had in weeks. And this is after a six game losing streak. So God, the mentions, Tuppers, though, being involved in being tagged in one of his bridges reports, the mentions from some just really disgruntled Titans fans oh, gave yeah. me like a, a new, new respect for Jim <laughs> well, and what he has to deal with on a daily basis. I know. Just, just 
simple tweets like what the what, yeah. what uniforms the Titans wear. Just what uniform? Yeah, there were some nasty tweets, but it was really funny. You could you could honestly you could tell who listens to this podcast and who doesn't based off of the mentions alone. It was that was probably my favorite part about it. And, and uh, so yeah, so shout out um, to all of you toppers for stepping up big. We appreciate you guys. Love you guys. I mean, I, I'm I'm not excited for the off season, but I'm excited for an off season with you guys because you you literally make this podcast go, and we hope you stick with us through the off season because it will be a long one, but we will make it fun. Ooh, quick, uh, quick, quick complaint. Oh, go right ahead. Everybody on Twitter, and it was mostly radio people and content people, which love you. We've we've had all of them on, but there are a lot of people out there doing this. This will be the most interesting offseason in Titans history. This will be the most exciting offseason in Titans history. How many years in a row? How how many years in a row can we do this? I think we've said that for the last three offseasons, haven't we? I mean, like after the AFC Championship, we're like, this is the biggest offseason because now it's like, can they make the jump to the Super Bowl? And then they and then they lose in the first round to the Ravens. And then you're like, well, this is going to be an interesting offseason. Will they be able to get back to the AFC title game next? You know, like, and then... I every year is the biggest one. It's it's literally like an election. Every election is the biggest election of our lifetimes. And it's like every church- season of The Bachelor. This is the most dramatic <laughs> season of The Bachelor. Yeah. The, ooh, here's here's the most most exciting season finale in Bachelor this, history. Yeah, this is the most dramatic season finale of all time. And that to the point where like Chris Harrison made a joke out of it. Like this was, this is the most dramatic episode of the and bachelor. It's literally yet. the same episode where just like the girl like cries because she can't make a decision. And then she makes it. Yeah. And Chris Harrison literally just came out with a podcast and it's called the most dramatic podcast ever like to that. <laughs> so with that said, yes, this is not the biggest off season in Titans history. It's a very important one. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, I, We've been saying it for the last three years. So next year's off season, guess what? It's going to be even more important than this year's. You just wait. And, you just and wait. then the year after that. Oh, just wait for two years from now. Oh my <laughs> gosh! You think this one's important? Just wait. Just wait. I love All it. Right, though. keep keep cranking the content, content folks. We've got no guests this week because well, we've got uh, we've got no hope and no game this week. So, uh, but we still need to give a shout out to our friends at BetMGM. Bet MGM, guys, if you're if you're looking for a new sports book to join, if you're looking to get in the sports betting game, do it with Bet MGM. Download the Bet MGM app on your phone. It's the most easy and accessible betting app to navigate through. So download that app. Use our promo code A to Z Sports, A T O Z Sports for a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars on pro football. I know all of you guys have your teams for the playoffs. You, you've got your idea of who's going to come out of the wild card round. Why not throw some money on it? Why not get some skin in the game? Do it with BetMGM, and don't forget to use our code ATOZ Sports. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Twenty-one plus only. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets is- expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at eight hundred eight eight nine nine seven eight nine. Uh, real quick before we get to your sad stats, Jack, is there anything less interesting? And I might be in the minority here, but is there anything less interesting than the Titans GM search? I know it's important and I know it's a massive. It's probably the biggest move that they make this offseason. It is. It is the biggest move, most important move. But I, there's just nothing exciting. The names about, don't really pop, do they? Like the pro uh, scout, the pro personnel 
director in San Fran. Oh, did you hear Glenn Cook with the Browns is now a a candidate? Ian (laughs) Ian Cunningham with the Bears. Oh, man. What about Adam Peters, though? Dude, I got his rookie card. And that dude, I swear, I think he's still got some left in the tank. Or the Niners director of player personnel, Rand Carthen. (laughs) Just like, it's like, oh, yeah, look at this guy. You know, he's. He's got this guy. He's got a forty and twenty-two record in the last three seasons. This guy's yeah, great. Yeah. He drafted. Uh, he drafted Brock Purdy last overall. They should have a GM combine. That's what they should do. They should put all these guys in their suits and ties in at at Lucas Oil Stadium and make them run forties. Make them see how fast they can sign checks. Uh, I want them to get on the phone call with new draft picks. Multiplication I want, tables. I want to know multiplication if they can handle it. tables. Yeah, I want. I want to see them call a uh, a player into their offense or into their office and bring their playbook. I want these guys <laughs> to do, and I want them to stand on the sidelines during they should a, a, they should have training a mock, camp. A mock trade call at the draft. Just Ooh, I, yeah. If, if they take the first offer, gotta can them. He's not, right. he's not good here. Can't yeah. ever take the first offer. They should put him in a mock simulation, kind of like, you know, how like flight simulators that they have. They should do a simulation <laughs> of a draft war room and put them in there. And they have to like, if they have to figure out what they're going to do. And if they trade AJ Brown, they're automatically eliminated from contention. How uh, does he react when Mike Frabel gets up and walks around the room? After yeah, he just yeah, ruined yeah, the yeah. franchise? Yeah. Does he call back Philly and say, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't want to do it. I just saw Mike Frabel's reaction to my trade and I don't want it done. That to me, I think that's something the NFL should look at a GM combine. Um, but okay, let's get to some sad stats because I'm having a great time with you, Jack, and I really want to be let down. The saddest stat of them all, it came to me. Uh, you know, uh, Khalif Raymond showed up in that winning in game for the Packers, made an almost uh, the same catch essentially as he made against the Ravens in the playoffs when he was with Tennessee. That that bomb he caught at the one yard line. You mean um, to tell me Khalif Raymond of Khalif Raymond hype machine fame? Yeah, that guy. He's still playing. Damn. And guess what? He would have led the Titans in receiving yards this season. <laughs> that is so sad. That is so sad. Khalif Raymond, who's the third option with Detroit behind Amon Ross St. Brown and DJ Chark, finished with 616 receiving yards. Almost 100 more receiving yards than Robert Woods' 527. Oh, oh. What wants some more? Want another one? We'll stay in Detroit too. Josh sure. Reynolds, remember that guy, the guy that the Titans really, you know, didn't let ever see the field. Like yeah, Josh Reynolds is a bit more. Josh Reynolds is going to make for one hell of a remember the Titan one day. Josh Reynolds finished the season with 479 receiving yards. That's less than 50 yards shy of Robert Woods, and would have been second most on the Titans roster. Let's compare it to Cody Hollister. Cody Hollister finished the season with 54 receiving yards, and he played in 11 games. Got another Cody one for Hollis- you. Cody Hollister is still on the Titans, and even he would make a great remember the Titan today. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to gloss over this because talking about him makes me sad in the year that he's had. A.J. Brown broke the Philadelphia Eagles single-season receiving yards record. 14.96 and 11 touchdowns. That's all I'm going to say. We're going to quickly move on to Deontay Foreman, who almost hit 1,000-yard seasons with the Panthers. I playing as Deontay, a backup so- for the first half of the season. I miss Deontay so much. 914 rushing yards and five touchdowns. The Titans finished the season with Hassan Haskins as the backup and Julius Chestnut as the third option. Julio Jones, last but not least, 299 receiving yards. Not going to blow you out of the water, but it sure was more than Kyle Phillips' 78. 
And finally, <laughs> last but not least, man, we had such high hopes for Kyle Phillips. Last but not least, Jeff Swain. He caught 12 passes this season for 58 yards. He averaged 4.8 yards per catch. It was the lowest, lowest on the team, and it's below a lot of solid rushing offenses, average yards per carry. Jeff Swain. Jeff Swain's my offensive Todd Downing. I want him gone. For Jeff Swain to have as many yards or that few yards with as many tight end screen targets he had this season. That to me is literally like a Ripley's believe it or not. That is a, a, a WTF stat. That is a, what like, like, Hey, you want to, you want to blow your mind? Jeff Swain was targeted on tight end screens, probably more than Derrick Henry was handed the ball. And yet he only finished with how many yards? 58. 58 yards receiving. That's 58 yards too many, if you ask me. That's 58 <laughs> yards more than me and you, and we didn't even go to a, go to enter Nissan Stadium this year. So, you know, Jeff Swain used to play for the Jags, Jaguars. Yeah, and the Cowboys. He's played, he's played for a lot of teams. Hey, probably disappointed a lot I, of teams. Sleeper cell? People are asking. People are asking. Julio, or excuse me, A.J. Brown would have finished or did finish with more receiving yards than the Titans' top three receivers combined. Robert Woods, Chigakonkwo, Traylon Burks. Jeez. Okay. All right. Do you have any more sad stats? Or uh... Oh, yeah. No, he had, he had the same amount of receiving touchdowns as Robert Woods, Chigakonkwo, Traylon Burks, Austin Hooper, and NWI combined. Jack, you're going to put me through. You're going to put me into therapy. Don't worry. That's all. That's all. I'm done. I'm done. We're going to flush that. We're going to flush the stats. They never happened. This year was a dream. It was a bad <laughs> it dream. It did happen. It did happen. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, cool. Um. Anyway, uh, before we get out of here, I think we need to adopt a playoff team. Yeah. You know, I. It, you know the, the Titans are a big franchise on adopt. Don't shop. Okay. Well, our team is out of playoff contention. So I think we adopt a new team. I think we need to feeling lonely, feeling left out. Yeah. I think we need to adopt the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Screw them. I hate you, Duval. Um, I think we, you and I, Jack, we should adopt a new team to root for through the playoffs this season. And it's it's gonna be tough because obviously the AFC is full of great quarterbacks for one, but great like teams that are, I think rivals to the, to the Titans. Yes. Just based off of the, you know, the Titans leading the AFC South. So they're teams that they've met a lot over the last few years, but I think the Bengals, we have to eliminate off the list. They're out. I think that Kansas city chiefs screw them and their freaking ring around the rosy plays that they run against inferior opponents. That was I, awesome, but I'm so glad it got called back for. See, thousand. I, I, I hated that. I was like that Broncos offensive lineman that spoke out about it. I am, I that pissed me off so much. That is the cockiest thing to do, and they're better than everyone else, and they know they're better than everyone else. And to pull out crap like that, I would be pissed if they did that against the Titans. I would have been legitimately pissed. So I, that to me, I hope they lose, and the fact that they backed their way into a. a first round by because of what happened. Oh my God. Of course they catch that break. Yeah. Damar Hamlin goes down and somehow the bills lose their number one seed. Like that is, that to me is 
the and I honestly we can that's another conversation for another day. But the way the NFL handled everything, I I like that they they canceled the game and everything. I just the the way they figured out the playoffs moving forward and canceling this neutral the, site business is Bills Bengals thing all together. It's very weird. Mickey Mouse, doesn't it? Yes, and it's it's a yeah, and honestly, it's just a way for the NFL to make more money. You know, more money is really what it is. Um, it, which is disgusting to me that they would take such a horrific situation, one that they're responsible for because it was their sport where the guy, the reason he suffered the cardiac arrest. But anyway, all that's another that's a whole another conversation for the other day. So Chiefs are out. Bills, I, I think they're out. I the Bills of those three are the one I hate the least. I, mean, I, I guess that's I hate because the bills. The, I hate the bills, but I, this Hamlin situation has softened me a little. Yeah, well, and I I hate the bills too, but I think the Titans have had such success out to, aside from you know week two this season. They've had success with against the Bills over the last few meetings, so they don't. I don't hate them as much. I hate them though. I do hate them. I don't like them, but I don't. I actually hate the Bengals and I hate the Chiefs. So I think we, but we're all we all agree. Bills, God, but they're Bengals. so they're all so fun to watch. I hate that they're so fun to watch, but I hate the them. Bills. I hate them. I hate them. Yeah, Not and I like Josh Allen. Josh Allen of those three quarterbacks, I like Josh Allen the best. Um, but the, of the the Bills, Chiefs, and as Jack says, Bengals, we are going to eliminate those. <laughs> so that leaves us the Jaguars, which we're eliminating hate, them. Hate, 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 hate. Un- hate unlike hate. the Titans did on Saturday, we're eliminating the Jaguars, and. I think uh, what else? Oh, which leaves us the Chargers or the Dolphins. The Chargers have just been annoying to me over the last decade plus. They're they're, they're an annoying team. I don't want them to have success. I don't want to have to like worry about them, you know? Right. I flew all the way out to London to watch this team lose to the Chargers. So they still kind of hold a spot for me. However, they were the first team that the Titans beat in kind of the run that was. uh, Ryan Tannehill's success in Tennessee. Melvin so Gordon, the, shout out. Yeah, thank you for that fumble on the goal line. And but the good part about it is with both of these teams, the Dolphins and the Chargers, neither one has a fan base. No one's going to be there yeah. to rub it in our faces if they succeed. Look, if we join either of these fan bases for the playoffs, we're automatically doubling their fan base. Exactly. Okay. So I think I'm leaning Dolphins. I think we go Dolphins, and here's why. Okay. They've got it wouldn't it wouldn't take much for us Titans fans to become Dolphins fans. Injured quarterback. Okay. Two uh, injured you, quarterbacks, maybe three. Two injured quarterbacks. A very injury prone team. Roheem Mostert is uh suffering with some injuries. Broke his hand. Very injured team. Okay. They um they've got a a a, a head coach that's fun to root for. Eccentric. Eccentric, yeah. They've got, um, they have got uh, good defensive tackle, Christian yep. Wilkins. Ridiculous colors. Um, that's you know, I think that's very relatable. Teal, it's a shade of blue. <laughs> that is true. Uh, they, um, we, we don't have any ill will with them. No bad history or anything like that, other than that seven-hour game. But that was Brable's coaching fluke. debut. Yeah, that that. Yeah, but I don't hold that against them. I don't hold that against them either. Um, they play in a cool city. They play in bad stadium. A, cool city, bad stadium. We've got that yeah, in common, right? Uh, and um, I to me, I just think that this is a team that we can get behind. We say tighten up. They say fins up. Mm, easy transition. 
Could this be the Fins Up podcast? I a to Z not. Sports Fins Up podcast? It could be for the next few weeks. All I'm saying is I, that. So I'm, I'm leaning Dolphins. I'll, 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 I'll jump on that bandwagon with you. I'll do it. The, the Chargers... Okay. Uh, the Chargers just irk me, man. And it, yeah. it was mainly because Philip Rivers is there, but now that he's gone, it's like that 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 hasn't left me. And in the Steve McNair, Billy Volick days, whenever the Titans would go to San Diego, back Ooh, when, when Billy Volick went to San Diego, they, oh hurt. yeah, oh yeah, that did hurt. Uh, but like in those early Titans days, like they, whenever they would go to San Diego, no matter how much better they were than the Chargers, they would somehow lose the game. So that to me. I, I that still irks me. So yeah, still, to this Dolphins. day, the funniest stat in the NFL's history that season where the chargers were, they ranked first in total offense, first in total defense and missed the playoffs because they were 32nd <laughs> special teams. <laughs> Never forget. Uh, so, okay. So we're dolphins. We're a dolphins podcast now. Um, fins up. Fins up guys for at least uh, this week. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And until next week, fins up. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Jack, he is Jack A. Gentry on Twitter. I am Austin Huff on Twitter. You can give us a follow if you'd like. And we can follow. Please follow the show at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter. We hit a thousand. We hit a thousand. A thousand Woo! by draft night. Thank you, uh, Tuppers. We appreciate you. We're at a thousand and ten. We love you. Thank you so much for the love and support. We're gonna look. This is a long off season. Okay, it's gonna be a long off season. It's gonna be a lot of change this off season. Okay, as we go on. We remember. No, actually, I don't want to remember oh, all the times time we had together. Time. Yeah, no, I we I we don't remember that. But there's gonna be a lot of change. It's gonna be good change. It's gonna be for the better. Um, it's gonna be hard to get worse. So I think that um, I think things are looking up. Stick with us through this off season. It's gonna be long, but we're gonna continue to pump out content and and it's the most it, interesting off season of all time. As people are saying, people are asking, is this the most interesting, the, the most important offseason in Titans franchise history? People are asking. Look, and and we actually literally, when we say people are asking, we don't usually mean people are asking. But this time we actually are saying people are asking. People are pe legitimately asking. Way too many people are asking, to be honest with you. And uh, yeah, follow A to Z Sports on all the socials. And... Uh, oh, follow us on Instagram, Tighten Up Podcast. We've been pumping out a lot of uh, videos and stuff, a lot of fun content. Hope you guys enjoy it. And um, Jack, we're gonna keep it fun. We're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it fun. We're gonna keep it fun. Look, there's a lot of negativity amongst Titans Twitter and Titans fans. We're gonna keep it fun. We're gonna and keep I, it lighthearted. And I know that you guys are gonna want to take a break from you know Titans stuff altogether after the disappointment that, and the hurt that they've caused. Because look, that's kind of how I feel too. Yeah, but. We're not going anywhere. We're going to be here yeah. every week. We're going to look be, if you if you want to be... disconnect from Titans Twitter or whatever. If like if you want to keep one piece of Titans content in your life this off season, make it be this podcast because mm -hmm. you know you know we're not going to steer you wrong. Okay, look if there's so much negativity on the internet, especially amongst Titans fans, but if a guy who likes Ryan Tannehill can host a podcast with a guy who wants to throw Ryan Tannehill under a bus then I think anyone can make it on this podcast, yeah, okay? Yeah, look, hey, if you if you want to listen to Titans, uh, you know, negativity, if you if you want to listen to how they'll never be, um, you, you know, the team that you want them to be, tune in Buck Rising. Look, if you want to hear Ron Slay yell and maybe hear a little <laughs> bit about, uh, you know, kids' travel teams, 
the 1045 is there for you. Or, or the or the or the 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 car ain't got no roof or any of that. Yeah, that that's that, that have cool. that. Have, have that. that. But but Titans offseason, come on in. The door's always Look, open. If if a guy if, if a guy who just wants some columns built into the new Titans stadium, some Corinthian columns, okay, can host a podcast with a guy a terrorist who wants to bomb the Parthenon in Centennial oh, Park. Th- who is that? What podcast? Is that F-Words? Then I think anyone can make it, okay? I think anyone can make it. So just uh, look, this is going to be a long offseason, but we're we're in it together. We're going to have some fun. So if you get one piece of Titans content this offseason, let it be this podcast. We will get through this together. It's going to be long. It's going to be very long. But we will get through it together. That is our promise. We will not l- lead you astray. Mm-hmm. Got to thank everybody for for tuning us in this season. It's been a great ride with you guys. Y'all have been great on Twitter and the mentions and on Instagram with the comments. Mm-hmm. We love interacting with each and every one of you. We're happy that some of you guys are new to the podcast. Um, don't go anywhere. We're going to have some great guests lined up this off season, and there's going to be a lot of news to get to. Uh, I know we make fun. We just made fun of it, but it it really will be um an off season full of change and we're going to react to all of it we're going to we're going to try and keep you guys laughing we're going to try and keep you guys informed and you know we're going to try and just continue what we've been doing during the regular season only without football games so stick with us it's going to be a fun off season glad you guys are here for it thank you guys for supporting us this season thank you guys for following us um we couldn't do this without you guys go dolphins fins up and with all of that said They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the Tennessee Titans, they'll